I love looking at things and being like, I should make that. I should make this. This seems easy enough. It seems like it won't take the rest of my life to make. See, and then you make it and you're dead. That's how all of my box plans went. Yeah. I ordered like the HomeFresh and the plated boxes because you get free trials uh-huh. for the first week. So I just kept doing that for multiple meal services. <laughs> but then I forgot to cancel like all of them. So oh, no. I got charged for them and then got multiple boxes delivered to my house at once. I was like, I can't eat all of this. So today we're going to be talking about Disney's Lilo and Stitch. It came out in 2002 and was written and directed by Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois, who also co-wrote Mulan, I found out. Oh, I didn't know that. Chris Sanders, not only writer and director, also the voice of Stitch. Mm, okay. A, a man multi- does it all, unless it's a woman. Get you a man who does both. <laughs> Voices Stitch and writes the movie. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> It stars the voices of a bunch of people I hadn't heard of. Davy Chase, Tia Carreri, David Ogden Steers, Kevin McDonald. David Ogden Steers. I do know that name. This is just going to be me mispronouncing things, including probably I'll say Lilo at least once (laughs) again. Kevin McDonald, Bing Rames, Jason Scott Lee, Zoe Caldwell, and Kevin Michael Richardson. I I know who Bing Rames is. I think he was in Pulp Fiction... But if not, I still know who he is. And I think I know who Zoe Caldwell is, but I don't know anything about her. Who's Zoe Caldwell? I don't know either of those people, but I feel like there's always a Zoe on a movie. Okay. I, I also don't know who this Zoe is. Okay. Fair. We could look it up, but we eh. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zoe. In case you haven't seen it, Lilo and Stitch follows Lilo and Nani Pelikai. Two sisters from the Hawaiian island of Kauai. Nani, who's 19, is Lilo... See, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Nani, who's 19, is Lilo's caretaker following the death of their parents, which proves to be challenging for both of them and ultimately leads to a visit from Cobra Bubbles, a social worker, voiced by Bing Rames, who threatens to remove Lilo from her home if Nani can't do a better job of caring for her. Meanwhile, aliens... Experiment 626, a genetic mutant bent on destruction, has been exiled to a deserted asteroid, but escapes from the Galactic Federation in a stolen police spaceship, landing on Kauai as well. Mistaken for a deformed dog, Lilo and Nani adopt him, and Lilo names him Stitch. A broken home, a dopey surfer, an alien mad scientist, and a whole lot of Elvis. Lilo and Stitch. That's, That's the best plot summary I can do. I thought it was very good. I think it summed it up pretty well. That's... I was fishing for a compliment, and I got two. Well, now I retract mine. All right. I like that I you one. started it. You're about to get a second one, because I like that you started it the reverse way the movie does. The movie, it's like, aliens! And then, oh, by the way, here's the family on Hawaii. Right. And you're like, there's a family in Hawaii, meanwhile, also aliens. Yeah. You flipped it. I flipped it. I didn't actually know anything about Lilo and Stitch, again, including how to pronounce Lilo's name, which, again, I will screw up at least one more time. I knew that it was set in Hawaii, and I knew that Stitch was some sort of alien, but beyond that, I had no idea about any of it. I was really surprised by how much aliens played a role in the movie. 
especially the the whole like galactic federation and everything the opening sequence where like Jumba's on trial for being an evil genius and genetic experimentation like that wasn't yeah. exactly where I was expecting this movie mm-hmm. to go and especially not to start with but I guess I was into it I, I've always I'm always like kind of into aliens and mm-hmm. galactic federations so it threw me for a little bit because I was expecting more Hawaii but I will never pass on the aliens it also, I thought it depicted its characters a lot more realistically than I was expecting from a Disney cartoon. Like in the other two that we watched, the other Disney movies, Frozen and Pirates of the Car- Caribbean. Caribbean? I still don't know. I have heard it it's said one, both ways. No, it's one of those where like, you talk about like taking a vacation to the Caribbean, but you say Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. That's the way it's... life goes. <laughs> Hard and fast. It's rule. how English chose to be. Fair. Yes. So in the other, we're gonna cut all that. <laughs> in the other two movies we watched, Frozen and Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel like the genre trappings were a lot more heavy. Frozen is definitely like the fairy tale, and the characters feel fairy tale esque. Though there's definitely times like Anna's awkwardness and like the, the sort of relationship between the sisters, you can feel their deeper humanity. But for the most part, everybody feels like they belong in a fairy tale. And in Pirates, too, it's all about the adventure. So everyone's a very like heightened version of themselves or like heightened versions of people and not super realistic. But Lilo and Stitch, right from the very first scene in the hula class, like she's a very believable six-year-old girl. She gets really worked up about her fish friend and then flies into a rage and punches Myrtle in the face when she calls her crazy. And then the next minute she's like apologizing and begging that the teacher doesn't call her sister because all she wants to do is dance. She just wants to dance. And like, we'll talk a little bit more about her weirdness later, I'm sure. But I don't know, like, kids are weird. (laughs) They don't make sense, (laughs) I agree. Just in general, yeah. They're, They're just weird, man. So I was pleasantly surprised by how it's both funny and yet in the context of Lilo's life and situation like nothing feels dramatically over the top there's other things too that we'll get to about their home life but like the fact that they actually change their clothes and have different outfits and like you know they feel a lot more like human beings than just characters in a in a drama like they're not stock which is something i appreciated also it was really sad It's described as a comedy drama instead of just a comedy, and I think that feels right. Oh, definitely. I would think describing it only as a comedy would be a mistake. Yeah, and that's happened before. Like, Juno, I think, was a rip-roaring comedy or something, <laughs> Yeah. according to its DVD. I thought that also said drama. It might you know? have. I don't know. I think, as, I think we discussed how it was marketed as a comedy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is both. This is a comedy and a drama. <laughs> a dramedy. Yeah, I think like it couldn't just be a comedy with so much of the movies spent focused on Lilo and Nani's home life, which is like on the edge of shambles the whole time, even before Stitch shows up. And the main conflict being like whether or not Nani can take care of her little sister and keep a job or if like the state's going to come and take Lilo away and break yeah. up their family. Like, it's not it's not funny. It's very sad. <laughs> there are a lot of antics that are supposed to get laughs like Nani chasing Lilo around the house Mm. but with that against the background of this little girl who's about to get taken away by child protective services I was mostly pretty upset about it (laughs) not the movie but like the circumstances Mm. in the movie yeah so how was how was seeing this again knowing that I hadn't seen it 
You go first. Lilo and Stitch is one of those movies I didn't like much as a kid. And then it really grew on me as an adult. And I like it a little bit more each time I watch it. Because I do think it's somehow more mature than other Disney movies. Even yeah. though it's, it's like... The face of it is this cute little alien, and the marketing for it was like how funny the alien was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think the heart of it is Lilo and Nani. I just called her Nino, and I was like, something <laughs> is wrong with that. <laughs> that is not neither it. of their names. But I, but I am always interested to see what people think of Lilo in particular, because I think that, especially during the antic scene when she's like chasing her around, Lilo's actions don't make a whole lot of sense, but you can tell they make emotional sense to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always really interesting because I like when Nani's like, do you want to be taken away? And she says no when they're fighting. She doesn't, but she doesn't know how to like... Lilo just doesn't know. And I really like that about her. She's just confused. And I and I think it's interesting to see the fallout of a parent's death the way that you do in Lilo and Stitch especially because they're not really mentioned like you know that they're dead and Lilo has the picture but neither of them ever says like remember when dad used to grill out on the porch or anything Mm -hmm. like that like they're clearly still grieving about it and they haven't recovered that's probably why it seems more like adult I just feel like the other ones almost usually have such big general high stakes like Frozen was like we have to go get Anna, we have to stop this curse, Arendelle is freezing, everything's garbage. Just a lot of things. And this one was still not good, but it was like, social worker is going to rip apart this grieving family that only has two people left in it. And that's probably why it seems more real to me. I don't speak for you. Yeah, like Disney movies pretty regularly kill off the parents of the main characters. Yeah. But this was one of the few that it, it really felt like it was dwelling in the aftermath of that loss. Yeah, and, and I yeah. really like that about it. Because mm-hmm. usually there's a time jump, so they would have gone through the grieving process. Yeah. Or as much as you can go through the grieving process. Having never lost a parent, I don't know what it's like. But sufficient years have passed that they've moved on and mm-hmm. coped. Or we get like immediate aftermath and then a jump forward. Like the Lion King. Right. Yes. That's a serious coping with death movie. I am so articulate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was a little hard even just like seeing the impact that the parents' deaths had had on Nani and Lilo. Like Lilo acting up, you could tell, you know, a lot of it, especially when she's talking to Stitch about how, like, oh, Stitch, like I heard you crying in your sleep you must have lost your parents too and that's why you wreck things and that's why Lilo wrecks things and like you know Nani kind of being at the end of her rope the whole time like trying to hold a job and take care of her sister and being 19. Lilo says um I like you better as a sister than as a mom Mm -hmm. so it's clear that Nani has no idea how to fill both roles or if she needs to fill both roles because like she can't she's 19. Yeah. Like, and it's clear that she is trying, I don't want to say too hard because that makes it sound like she's doing something she's not supposed to be doing, but I, I think she is overstepping into the mom territory mm-hmm. where Lilo needs more of the sister figure. But yeah. that's not Nani's fault because how else are you going to... She's just like, I got to take care of this kid. Yeah. Right. I like oh, when no. she's giving she's giving Lilo like the speech and pantomime while she's talking to Cobra Bubbles. Mm-hmm. And Lilo's like, I eat four food groups. So I was thinking, but there's five. <laughs> you, you need all five. 
And she's like cutting I, carbs. Yes, apparently. <laughs> uh, just like I take naps and all this other like good stuff, and it's like, no, she doesn't, Nani. You're Discipline. Just, you're just like, you just opened a parenting book and be like, this is what kids need, mm-hmm. which is fine because what is she supposed to do? Yeah, I like when she brings Lilo with her to all the job interviews mm-hmm. because it just seemed like a true like. Can't afford babysitting. Can't afford a babysitter. You cannot be left alone. Yeah. So you're coming with me. Bring your wagon. Bring your weird alien dog. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a really, it's an interesting depiction of poverty too in, mm. like for Disney. Like they show a lot of it, but they never, there's never a point where, you know, one of them's like, yeah, we're really poor. It's just like, they don't have access to childcare. Like, Lilo has to go with mm-hmm. Nani everywhere because otherwise she's gonna be home alone the whole time. All the like all the other little girls have their Barbies or like their store bought plastic dolls, and Lilo's had to make her own. Mm-hmm. Things like that that keep cropping up. How they don't have many toys. God, yeah, there's I also that, feel there was like... like a whole like ten minute stretch like the saddest things just keep <laughs> happening. <laughs> I also feel like Lilo, not that she wouldn't enjoy, like, a regular doll, air quotes, but I feel like Lilo does her own thing. That even if she had a regular doll, she would end up, like, dressing it differently or doing the hair differently. Cutting her hair, yeah. One arm would be gone and she'd be like, she lost it in a shark attack. Yeah. And except more dramatic and weird than that. And I feel like, I don't know, it suits her. It's not good that they don't have the money <laughs> to, like, get these things. But I'm like, I feel like Lilo, is, she, got, yeah. she got the toy that suits her. She also doesn't have a tricycle. All the other kids yeah. are riding yeah. their little plastic mm-hmm. tricycles, and she's got her wagon. They yeah. steal. They steal Myrtles, which I'm okay yeah. with. <laughs> Myrtle sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible six-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are just bad. Some of them are just bad. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it be sometimes. Galileo. Galileo. Yeah, I really like the depiction of poverty. And I feel like if they if they ever said, we are poor, that would ruin their depiction yeah. of poverty. It also was nice just because, I think part of it was like the poverty thing, but also their house just looked lived in. Like, yeah. there were things on the fridge, and, like, the kitchen had dishes that needed to be cleaned and or put in the dishwasher, and there was, like, stuff in the living room, and it was just nice to see a house that, like, looked lived in, mm-hmm. and, like, Lilo's room was messy, Yeah, I, and all I, these I, other things. I don't know, it just seemed nice, because it seemed like showing them in their character, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was good. The fridge, when she opens the fridge, um... I'd have to watch it again to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure it's like orange juice and butter and jelly and things that you put on things, but nothing yeah. that's like an actual meal or yeah. substantial. Yeah. I noticed that when they opened it. Yeah. Like it's one of those things that go with other things. Things like, like mayonnaise, but you can't make a meal out of mayonnaise. You have food, but you can't you can't eat it because it's not food, its food. own thing. Yeah. So I, I really like that one random two second fridge showing it's also clearly a really nice house their house yeah. is beautiful but it's fallen into disarray because like nani can't you know they easily know how to like get through the back window yeah which is partly because they live there but it's also i think because the house is just kind of falling apart they fix it at the end which is really nice yeah they give it a new coat of paint yeah and fix all the giant holes in the walls well, that, well those weren't nani's <laughs> fault though at the things. beginning 
that was caused by other things. Mayhem. By mayhem. (laughs) When it was just Nani, it was more like Lilo mailed the door shut and windows were open all the time. Right. Yeah, the windows are open all the time. Which is, I mean, it's it's Hawaii. Hawaii. It's Hawaii. It's hot. They might not have air conditioning. But also they've got all those mosquitoes. Netting. Yeah. They're an endangered. They're an endangered. <laughs> it's true. They are an endangered species. So there aren't that many mosquitoes. And then the ones that there are, you have to let them suck your blood <laughs> or else they're all going to die out. I'd be okay with that. Cleekly would not be. So I know what's one of my favorite gags in the movie. I really like the mosquitoes are endangered gag. I love that it's the mosquitoes, but like... His official documentation is those things it's from like the nineties where yeah. you have like the car- I don't even know what that they're called. Doesn't and show you a mosquito no, at any like, point either. No, it shows one mosquito. Oh, it and does? then it like cuts to the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to like hold it up to the light and I like that. He's like, No, look at this. He's like, very you're clearly, dramatic. Someone was just like, I don't know, take this and he's like, Oh my god, research. <laughs> and I love it. Viewmaster. That's such a stupid name. <laughs> gotta be something it was, cool. It was like the 80s. Yeah. I think my favorite running joke was everyone being like, are you sure it's a dog? Like, obviously, like, literally no one is going along with the fact that Stitch is supposed to be a dog. I think that's almost like, why is he blue? <laughs> at, at no point is anybody buying it. But, but they're like, insists that it is, so... Just let Lilo do her work. I guess they're Lilo like, thing. what else would it be? I guess, like, I don't have any alternative suggestion for what this thing is. Yeah, Nani so. suggests evil koala. Which, which is not pretty close. Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. Closer than the dog. I don't know if I'd go that far. He has, like, it's a hands. hybrid. <laughs> he has, like, hands and claws. Like a koala, an evil koala. All the evil koalas have hands and claws. The nice ones do not. Oh, I wanted to talk about how Lilo and Stitch depict sisterhood versus like Frozen Mm -hmm. a little bit. I think, and part of it is definitely like their relationships are very different. Anna and Elsa barely know each other, it Mm -hmm. seems like. And Lilo and Nani have to live together the whole time. But like having zero sisters, (laughs) (laughs) I know that both of you do. Which one feels more like your understanding of sisterhood? Lilo and Nani. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, <laughs> my oldest sister and I have a nine-year age gap, but she uh-huh. definitely still lived with us. So, like, there were a lot of times, and there were a couple, there was, like, at least six months where we lived in the same house, but she worked nights at a hospital, and I had school during the day, so we, like, wouldn't see each other for a week, even though we lived in the same home. So even then, I feel like it has the opportunity to maybe sort of go the Elsa-Anna route and be like, oh, this is awkward. We don't know how to interact. We don't see each other. Completely different age groups. But instead, it was more like when I did see Brittany, she would, I would be eating cereal and I would be minding my own business. And then she would make fun of me for doing something. And then I'd be like, God, Brittany. And it's like a <laughs> chasing each other around the house sort of thing. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. And just like. I'll trade you in for a rabbit. But then I like that at the end of the day, it comes back and Lilo's like, you wouldn't trade me for a rabbit, right? Because I think that's just how the dynamic is. When you're younger, you're like, I don't know, you're yelling at them and then you're angry and then you're like, God, they want a rabbit instead of me. Like, that's, <laughs> they hate me. Yeah. 
my oldest sister is 15 years older than I am, which Have is to one up me, don't you? Always, which is which is about between Lilo and Nani. Yeah, it's pretty close. And yeah. I think that's why I like the line "I like you better as a sister than a mom" mm-hmm. so much because she tried to be my mom all the time. It's like stop like I don't want this I already have one but I also had three older sisters who were all like my youngest one is eight years older than I am Mm -hmm. so really I had four moms and that kind of sucks so many (laughs) many moms Brittany moved back in and then she started to be like Kristen you should be doing the dishes and I'm like um you can't tell me what to do you're not my mom But you're just my sister. The worst is that my mom would then just agree with Tiffany on things. I know, that's so, like, the worst. I can't, like, it can't, can't win. Um, but there also is a sense of, like, everything is unfair when you're little. Because it is. the other sister, like... They can do things that you can't. They can do do. things that you can't. And I'm sure for Lilo it would be worse because Nani is deciding all of those things. It's not a third party who's arbitrating but it depicts it. I, I never had any screaming, shout, screaming fights with my sister. Any of them. Sisters. That was a weird <laughs> way to say it. I don't know why I did that. Sisters. We never had any screaming fights. But I did. But I did have like they said something that I would then stew over all day, and then later be like, "But you don't mean this this way, do you?" But I didn't get a lot of the whole, like, oh, no, like, of course not, you idiot. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, like, the super, like, I understand that it's different because they don't have the parents and Nani's trying her best. But, yeah, usually it was, like, no, I didn't mean that. And then I'm, like, oh, okay. But then I still think they're mad at me, and I'm still sort of mad at them, so I walk away. Right? But I'm, like, got the confirmation I needed. Good to go. But it seemed like it did a good job of, like, the annoyances. Brittany, being larger than me, would just hold her hand out so I couldn't get near her. And then my little arms couldn't reach her. So, (laughs) just like little things like that. It was a good time. The annoyances, but also the... I really like the scene where they're in the hammock. But when Nani knows that Cobra Bubbles is going to come to take Lilo away. And it's very sad for us. Lilo doesn't really know what's Mm -hmm. going on. But I really like that scene because you can also go to that from screaming at each other like i know this is things that everyone knows like mm-hmm. oh siblings fight and but then, then they, they make, make up. up but like <laughs> hey, like imagine that but it's a really tender moment when she has her hands like this and then lilo's hands are on top of them and they have the flowers and it also feels like something that they have done before they never explicitly say it's a tradition or anything mm-hmm. but they've got the flowers in their hair and they sing the song and it feels like something they've maybe done before mm-hmm. that maybe donnie breaks out when they've had a bad day or something like that and we we had those yeah we didn't we really only had those during like sad things <laughs> like when one of our pets would die so that's we were pretty upset and that's when it was like the most Jill has always been nice so I'd never had an issue with Jill but for me it's like Lilo and Nani is more like me and Brittany and so we would obviously have like those softer moments and then it was nice too like I said how Nani brought Lilo with her to work I didn't go with my sister to work but because she could drive and take me places every now and then she would be like I'll go get you Dairy Queen do you want to go and then we go there and then we'd stop somewhere else so it was sort of like a good balance of you do get to hang out with them but you also fight because you're siblings and there's also a weird age gap where you're just at different yeah Mm -hmm. 
and you don't know how to interact. Like, I've gotten a lot closer with my sisters now that I am an adult, and they're still, you know, the same number of years older than I am, but comparatively, that didn't, that didn't change at all. That, that part didn't change. <laughs> the math stayed the same, but the comparatively, stuff. like, it's better. There's still different stages in their lives because they all have kids and I don't, but, like, I, I feel like I've gotten closer to them as I'm older. But it's tough when you're a kid, too, because I think... There is that sense of responsibility for the older sibling, too. Like, they probably feel like they need to be the one to set an example. It's also... Oh, yeah. No, I remember I was mad because the movie Crossroads came out with Britney Spears. And I really wanted to see it. My sister worked at the theater at the time. And so she oversaw it while it was there. And then she came home. And it was all like, we were going to say, wait and see. She said it was, like, suitable for me and Jill to see it. And Jill is four years older than me, so five years younger than Britney. And I remember I was so mad she came home and she was like, I think Jill could see it. Probably not for Kristen. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I was so mad. But it's like those sort of decisions of being like, you still have to look out for the younger one. I have a dumb memory of when we were traveling and I like fell asleep with a candy cane in my mouth and she took it out because she was like, freaking pointy thing's going to kill her. <laughs> and one time we were in the car and then she didn't like yell at me. But she was like, um, no, I don't think we should do this. And I was like, why not? And she's like, because all these things I've done for you, you haven't said thank you once. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't. <laughs> but it still is like teaching you life things. And I still remember that now. I don't know. It's a weird balance. I guess there's also, like, I, I get Lilo's perspective a little bit more because it just clicked now how, like, often when I was mad at my sisters, it was because they weren't spending enough time with me. Like... Mm-hmm. I hated when they all like mothered over me, but when my sister closest to me went off to college, she would be gone at college. Then when she came home, she'd want to see her friends and go out late and stuff and didn't not have time for me. But like there were other things that were important to her, you know, and I felt like I was being ignored. So if she didn't come to a family gathering, I would get really mad. I think I called her the black sheep of the family once. <laughs> With no reason or anything to back this up. So I was just like mean to her because I resented her absence. And then when she was there, just felt like she was going to be absent again soon. Mm -hmm. So what would be the point of like trying to bond? I know. (laughs) So I can see how some of Lilo's acting out could be just because she loves Nani and wants her to be something to her that she isn't right Mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So it just it just it's a really good depiction. It's multi-layered like I know it's got the classic everyone knows they fight and then they're happy kind of a thing. But it is it shows it. Yeah. Very well. It's yeah. multi-textured. Yeah, and Lilo has sort of the same relationship with Stitch or like tries to there's that whole scene where Nani's out looking for a job. And Lilo is trying to teach Stitch how to be Elvis. Yeah. But like all of the good qualities of Elvis, she's trying to bestow upon mm-hmm. Stitch in a motherly kind of way. Like sort of, not a motherly way, but like teaching her the same yeah. sort of way that like an older sibling would teach a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be an alien pet thing. Everybody but, talked uh, about Lilo and Stitch's relationship. <laughs> just no. Lilo and Nani. Yeah. What about Lilo and Stitch? It's interesting because I, I feel like Lilo and Nani is the actual heart of the film as opposed to Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. But I think Stitch, like, something I really like about Nani, going back to that, <laughs> but it's relevant, is that she goes along with Lilo most of the time. Like, the vampire thing. The vampire thing. Um, 
and when she like lets Lilo adopt the dog in mm-hmm. the first place. She's like, I want a lobster. And I was like, do we have a lobster door? No, we have a dog door. Like, she's clearly at her wit's end, and they're not going to get a lobster. But, like, she makes an effort to be like, no, here's what we can get and why. And she also gets a dog because she hears Lilo be like, I want a friend. Mm-hmm. So I think Nani recognizes that Lilo needs something that isn't her. And that thing is Stitch. And it's like when my sister would go with her friends and not hang out with me because I was just too young for it. And also not her friend. Did you get a dog out of it? I didn't get a dog. I got, I got several hamsters. Okay. Yeah. My mom but, let us get hamsters. She said they were demons. She's not wrong. One of mine was a demon. Just straight up a demon. Her blood. Her ghost probably still haunts that house. Good. Because, fun fact, she escaped on my sister's watch. Our bird escaped on my sister's <laughs> What responsible caretakers? So anyway, Lilo is getting from Stitch kind of an age-appropriate companion, and I think someone else to take care of to like yeah. divert mm-hmm. her energies towards. This and is then badness level. It needs. It needs to be. It's better. really high. But Stitch also, I think, by like showing Stitch what he can be a part of, you know, our family is little and broken, and we don't have many toys. I think it helps remind Lilo what she does have and cements that to invite new people in, there has to be something to invite them into in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think that Stitch acts almost as a connector for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just like in Frozen, everybody seems really lonely. Like, yeah. I mean, Lilo's the most obvious. None of her schoolmates like her mm-hmm. and like she only really has Nani until they adopt Stitch. And yeah, like when the spaceship crashes, but she thinks it's a falling star and she wishes just for someone to be her friend. Mm-hmm. And like she calls the schoolgirls her friends, but like they. Yeah, just, it's. Like, she's like, hey, friends. And it's like, oh. And, and she knows, she knows she deep knows. down that, you yeah. know, they're not, but it's just wishful thinking. Yeah. It's almost like she's trying to show Stitch too, like, look, my friends. And yeah. Oh, trying to introduce them. You don't need them. Myrtle. Myrtle sucks. Yeah. Um, but, like, Nani doesn't really have friends either, except for David, and David is just kind of a creep. He just, like, wants... Really? You think David's a creep? All he wants to do is he he goes out to get her a job in exchange for dating her. So, okay, here's the thing about... I don't think that line is a good line, and I don't think they should no. have had it in, but David does so much the rest of the movie that I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. and that he just made a bad joke without actually meeting the subtext behind it. Because okay. he asks Nani to go on a date with her at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, David, now it's not a good time. And she hints that she's turned him down before. But right. I get the impression there's a time skip between when he asks. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's constant. I think it's, like, every six yeah. months. And he helps them. He clearly knows Lilo yeah. really well mm-hmm. because he converses with her pretty on a pretty familiar basis. And Nani, Nani trusts him to, like, take her surfing. Like, yeah. they go out together. He clearly still, like, hangs out with Nani without expecting the date. Mm-hmm. I And I think the expectation isn't so much you'll do this because I'm doing all these nice things for you. I think it's we may still add up together because we both clearly still like each other and you just have a lot going on. Because mm-hmm. Lilo tells David, like, don't worry, she likes you. It's written yeah. in her diary. She likes your butt and fancy hair. And he comments on the hair only. Like, the butt he knew about, but the hair (laughs) was the surprise. I know that one. (laughs) So I don't necessarily want to say there's an agreement between Nani and David, but I think there's a familiarity there Mm -hmm. that, like, I think they would be dating if Nani's parents were alive as normal teenagers. 
is the thing. And Do he they start date in the show. I think so. Okay, I'm so pretty sure say he's at least did. a presence oh, like in, in, the, the show. in the TV show. Yeah, yeah, the spinoff show, which is excellent. And I think, um, like, and he like, yeah, he makes the joke about like, don't worry, like you can just go out with me or whatever. But he still, I don't think he went up to the door with a like, I'm going to give her this job opportunity not even give it to her just tell her about a thing and be like this is what i demand in return i think it was just a genuine like she needs a job they're going to take lilo away he ran over there as soon as he found out and then they ran down so he just i don't know he's looking out he yeah and and they go it could be easy for him to be like yeah she has turned me down before and clearly there's a lot going on and to just like walk away but he's still he never seems bitter about it no. is the thing he no. never he mm. never displays like jealousy or no. puppy dog eyes or anything he and just when, like takes it and continues to help and when Lilo's like we have been having a bad day he like just tries to cheer them up and is like let's go surfing and I'm like you're a good noodle okay David's a good doodle David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I, I see think what I was, you mean. Though. I think like, I was. Yeah, I think I was maybe taken aback a little bit more by that line. The line—it's not great. And I have had other friends. It's all guy friends too who watch it. Are like, that's not a good line. It's like, Which, I know I'm, that you're I'm patting glad. yourself on the back, and I am also like, thank you for being aware <laughs> yes. of creepy male attitudes. But let David be David. I think like he's. Yeah, I don't like that line. I think that's because it's like maybe the second or third time he references it. And this takes place over a three-day period. I think period. it's only the second time. Okay, maybe it is the second mm-hmm. time. I don't remember. And it takes place over a three-day period. And I sort of am like, dude, <laughs> cool your jets. But again, he has so many other good moments I'm trying that to it think. just seems like that one... He's in the restaurant scene? He's, He's in the in restaurant scene. surfing? I swear he does something else, but I don't know what it is. He does something else, but I don't know what Well, he goes back either. for Stitch when he's drowning. Yeah. Which is just something that you should do. I don't want to, <laughs> like, <laughs> pat him on the back for saving something's life. But he's he also, it seems like, I get the impression in their daily life that he helps out in those ways. Yeah. A lot. Like, like if Nani was like, I'm out of milk and I want to make this mm-hmm. thing that needs milk, he would, like, get her milk and not yeah. make that joke. I'm sure he's watched Lilo. From time to time. Yeah. She seems to trust him with Lilo. Lilo seems to like him. He, like, takes Lilo seriously. I, I think David's a good noodle. It's a good noodle. Okay. Especially yeah. because the end of the, they don't end up together at the end yeah. of the movie. If they did end up together they at the end of the movie, I think there'd be kind of an undercurrent of, like, if you're a nice guy, you'll yeah. eventually get You don't get think the they end up together? No, the I think the they, movie? like, do... Eventually, but, like, at the end of the movie, they're not It still seems sort of like... The thing of, like, they both have an interest in each other. And again, if her parents hadn't died and if she wasn't dealing with all this, I think, and now that, like, Lilo is going to stay and maybe she got the, yeah, she did get the job. She got it the was job. then, mm-hmm. you know, she saw the fire yeah. truck and all these other things and, like, the house is being rebuilt. Jumbo quickly around now. Jumbo's She's got a new aunt and uncle. So I think it's one of those, like, it sets it up, like, now that things are going well, you can see how it's going there but it's not there yet because yeah, yeah i think if they had ended with that it would have been like if you keep being persistent and wear them down they'll say yes and it's like i think they end up together because there's like during the credits there's the whole like photo montage of all but, the pictures but the that's credits not like every time passing yeah, though because it shows like christmas, christmas and halloween right, and all but this like, stuff. but like it's that's not part immediately of the movie. <laughs> i'm no it's but the they, credits 
Yeah. Which, well, like, is part of the movie, but it's... You haven't seen it. It's Toy showing Story the events too. after the movie. Okay. So, like, yeah. there's a... Like, I'm sure after a couple months went by and things were stable, they probably tracked yeah. down something. Either way, I think he's a, he's a presence still. Yeah. Sure. Because he and Nani are clearly yeah. friends regardless. Yeah. And because he's in a good chunk of those things. And but. she's never, like stop asking me you know she's not yeah. aggressive yeah. about it she's just david i told you now is not a good time so it just mm-hmm. it it seems to me like there's an undercurrent of consent from nani and that she Plus, is into saying him. don't Luke, worry she likes she you. likes you yeah mm-hmm. so we're, we're gonna defend david okay that's fair yeah that's fair I'm... he's no tadashi tadashi is nothing <laughs> I don't know what that means. Big Hero 6. Okay. I remember when we mentioned the the bracket of the Disney guys? Yeah. yeah. Tadashi was the one who won for me. Tadashi was out the first round in mine. <laughs> <laughs> where, does, where does David rank? I don't know if David was on that list. I thought he was. Was he? He may, he may have made it to the second round. It depends on who he's up against. Yeah, it depends. How many he rounds could've... were there? A lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe made it to the second. Maybe. Who can say? Depending on who he was pitted up against. Yeah, if he's gonna be up against like Disney does have a roster of fine men. If he's up against like Flynn Rider, sorry, David. Yeah, sorry, no. David. Like, <laughs> but if he's up against like a character in a movie I haven't seen, clearly I'm going to go for <laughs> David because he's good, and I've seen him in a movie. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. We're talking about. Loneliness. Loneliness. <laughs> now Nani doesn't have any friends except for David. Yeah. And Stitch, too, is the only one of his species. And he's, he's not. He's just like... <laughs> There's 125 <laughs> Yeah, I like, too, how that. they say, like, experiment 626. And he's like, yes, yes, but he's the only one. And we're like, we're supposed to believe that he's number 626. But still, the only one? 626 is a nice number to say. It rolls off the top. It does. But, yeah, so Stitch is also super lonely. There's the the recurring thing with the Ugly Duckling book. Yeah. He goes out and, like, part of that section that's, like, ten minutes of just pure sadness is when know. he goes out yeah. into the woods and he's like, I'm lost. The thing about so sad. Stitch, though, was that he doesn't realize that he's lonely until he's with other people. Because, like, he's, in the beginning, he's, he's just 626, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to destroy. And then he's placed g- gen- ingeniously in a place where he can't do any of the things a monster is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. He's, like, questioning what his purpose is leads him to questioning who he can be purposeful to in the sense that, like, his purpose becomes people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he finds loved ones, and that becomes yeah. his purpose. Yeah. What do you think it is with Disney and loneliness? Like, why would you make that a central theme to so many of their movies? Is it something that... Is it so many of their movies? It's at least... I mean, we've it's watched three, two. and it's, it's been at least two. <laughs> two of the plethora well, of Disney movies. Lilo and Stitch is an original story, but a lot of their fairy tales, or other stories, are adapted from fairy tales, hmm. where loneliness was already a theme. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, probably something everyone can relate to. Just because even if you aren't, like, physically lonely, like, you have people around you, you can still feel like you don't belong. Like Stitch does. He's surrounded by, like, Nani and David and Lilo, and they're all surfing and everything, but he still feels out of place. And so, I don't know, probably just one of those, like, 
generally relatable, plus it segues really well into an uplifting story when you find people. I'm not saying that's like, we choose loneliness because it's marketable. <laughs> I just think it's one of those like human nature. Everyone feels it. So it's, I think it's it just a, falls naturally into un- stories. Yeah. I think it's a universal part of adolescence too. Like so many of the protagonists are young, either kids or teenager, young adult age. And I think everyone goes through a phase where because they're trying to find out who they are because they're growing up, they don't know like who they mesh with or they feel like nobody understands them. That's a classic teenager thing. Nobody understands me. I still say that sometimes. (laughs) You do. Do you say just like that? Nobody understands me. (laughs) Do you say it as you slam the door? Yeah. I don't anymore. 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 There's a door slamming phase. Or when you like flop dramatically onto the bed. See, I didn't do that because it just felt over dramatic and I'm like, listen, I know I feel dramatic right now, but even I in my dramatic state know that this is too much and it didn't seem authentic enough. Good princess cry is very authentic. You just throw yourself onto a bed or the nearest flat surface. Including the ground. The floor floor is viable. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with with Kristen. I would would often feel like really upset, but also be self-aware enough to be like, I can't just like, (laughs) I can't do that. That must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, there are so many things that like, yeah, you would see in movies of a person or like even, (laughs) this is going to sound sad and it isn't meant to be, (laughs) but like, when you see videos of like kids opening gifts and they're just like so excited and they start jumping up and down and screaming, that was never me. Like I could be very excited me. about something, but I would just say like, I'm very excited and maybe I'd be like smiling a lot and people might think I'm faking it because I'm just saying I'm very excited, whereas other children are jumping up and down. But it, it was one of those like, I think I would try it every now and then to be like, is this how I express my emotions? And then I would do it and be like, <laughs> Nah, doesn't quite <laughs> fit. I'm a bit more yeah. muffled than that. See, um, but that fits into the loneliness thing, because as you're discovering who you are and how you react to things and stuff, I think there's also parts of everyone that you expect no one to understand. That's true, because people would be like, you're going to that Hillary Duff concert, aren't <laughs> you excited? And I'd be like, yeah. Can and they'd be like, no. are you? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And it, I don't know, I guess, maybe you have a point <laughs> in that I felt like people didn't understand. <laughs> anyway. So I think loneliness comes in in facets. There's like actual loneliness like in Frozen. Mm-hmm. And then there's the loneliness everyone feels from time to time where you're stuck in your own head. And it's so hard to explain yourself even to people that you're close to. Yeah, actually one of the, I was reading a bunch of essays about this movie. Nice. And yeah, I'm. English major habits die hard. No, I really like essays about movies. (laughs) But one of the critiques that I read, which was from a native Hawaiian, is that Lilo exists in the world just as an individual, which is apparently just like basically unheard of in Hawaiian culture. Even though like her parents are dead and she's only got the one sister, she would have a variety of other figures in the community in her life, Mm -hmm. just like aunties and extended family and family friends who would like be looking out for her and Nani. And that 
the fact that she doesn't have that deep connection to the place or community, mm-hmm. it, it felt really more of, I guess, like a, a Western condition that was imposed on her by okay. the screenwriters rather than like something that was that. true to life. Because it was white guys. I think like culturally, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It all kind of, it came from like a... There was a, a broader critique in the essay about the movie's portrayal of Ohana, mm-hmm. which is a lot more complicated than and like more nuanced than just family right it was that's like the the white guy interpretation yeah. or like the tu- the tourist like the tourist gaze mm-hmm. of going to hawaii and like uh. finding out about this thing's like oh i i understand it's like no <laughs> <laughs> no you don't With, there's all these communal and spiritual aspects that the film just completely leaves out apparently mm-hmm. to it that's so it. yeah i thought it, I thought it was interesting there's a lot of there's a lot of good essays mm-hmm. on the internet okay your, uh, if you feel like checking that out, I do. It sounds yeah. interesting. Seems like they did. They at least look like they could be from Hawaii, unlike the movie Aloha. Did you see that? Yeah. Is that the one with um, Emma, Emma Stone? Stone? Yeah. And yeah. she says something about like I'm one quarter Hawaiian or something, and everyone's like, Emma Stone, get out of here! Like, <laughs> no one like, wants you here. Like a Pacific Asian American yeah. person. Like nobody wants you in this particular yeah. role. Yeah. I also also read an essay that, that looped in Aloha. Yeah. yeah, there's also a lot of fan theories and like people who've interpreted the movie as different metaphors. Okay. One of the one of the fan theories I found sort of fun. It had to do with like who the parents were because it never really gets addressed. Like the parents are just absent, mm-hmm. but somebody had come up with the idea that the parents are former CIA. And that Bubbles is looking in on the family out of like some sort of debt towards the parents, which is also why Lilo takes pictures. It was something that like she would used to do with her spy parents. <laughs> and as a cover, she would be the one taking the pictures of the targets instead of like the parents or whatever. And this is something Fun that one. she's continuing to do. It's also why she's got all the weird books in her room of like roadmaps of Iowa and oyster farming. Is it for me? Like these were like her <laughs> classic spy topics. <laughs> well, these were like books that her parents would have owned as they were preparing for different like undercover roles. Right. Like, you know, they've oyster farming in Iowa. Right. Like <laughs> classic profession. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> deep cover. <laughs> deep cover. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. I thought, I, I was trying to get into like the fan fiction angle on this one. And I googled Lilo and Stitch fan art. And that was the internet, man. <laughs> so what did you find? Describe some, it all vividly. There's some really <laughs> gross things on the internet. Is it like Lilo and Stitch? It's like Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and several other characters from the movie. So I, I stopped that. <laughs> you have to find the right corners of fan fiction. This was Google. This was like Google Image. Yeah, God, <laughs> don't Google use Google. <laughs> you have to go to like Pinterest. Good sites. Yeah, Pinterest is going to just great stuff. Tumblr is pretty good sometimes. Tumblr. Tumblr is pretty good sometimes. She's always saying Tumblr. It's it's Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, just blur. Just Tumblr. Okay. Tumblr. <laughs> Anyways, if you go there, or like AO3 could probably have well written. They probably also have very weird things, but right. they could probably have non-weird good things. Yeah. 
in the written I world. kind of like that fan theory. I think it's uh, fun. It's fun. And like I, I like Cobra Bubbles. I want him to be involved more. Right, because Cobra he is in the pictures of the time skip yeah. that yeah. we see. He's still the there. He's still around. And I and I did like like how did the CIA agent become a social exactly. worker? Exactly. That was that was a big part of it. Like how did that's like a strange right. transition. I do like that. Yeah. I, I had my own bad English major, like overcooked interpretation of it as well. I was like Tell us. I don't know if you really want it. No, of course we do. Okay. You have to tell us. You can't just say that. You can't be like, I have my own interpretation. Yeah. And well, it was just like the aliens as a metaphor for losing family. Like something comes, something unexpected comes out of the blue and completely destroys life as it was before. And Stitch was bred for destruction. His whole purpose is to enter new situations and tear them apart. He's sort of like almost the personification of a car crash or like some other mayhem that has to then be dealt with slash accepted by the Pelikais if they're going to heal as a family. I don't know. I sort of see that too as like Stitch realizes he doesn't have a family and doesn't fit in anywhere. He's just like this wild destructive force all alone. But then he runs off and like he like understands his destructiveness and like runs off and hopes they'll come find him and integrate Mm -hmm. them or integrate him into their family and like meanwhile everybody doesn't see anything worthwhile about stitch everyone on earth is afraid of him or like you know yeah everyone's afraid of him the galactic federation sees him as something that just has to like get banished from society but he makes this big effect on lilo who immediately tries to bring him into their home so he can help heal things between her and the rest of her own society like her friends and her sister this is like this thing that this crazy ball of destructiveness that she has to deal with if she's gonna get over the trauma in her life it's like this trauma ball has to has to be taken care of so metaphorically she's trying to accept this ugly thing that happened in her life through being kind and patient with the situation and she remembers happy moments with her family uh with stitch and plays at her favorite music and like all of this to like try and overcome that trauma and it's hard for her at first <laughs> it goes it goes pretty deep i made a lot of notes on this um but yeah it's really hard for her at first like when stitch finds the photograph of the family under the pillow she like snaps it and like doesn't want the destructiveness to touch them and wants to keep those memories away from the reality of this destructive thing in her life but later when she opens up and explains what happened to stitch it kind of like opens the way for healing and you know there's times that she's angry at Stitch and when the picture gets charred of the family there's a lot about that picture of the family mm -hmm. and Stitch I think she gets really angry and says like you ruined everything like confronting her anger over the situation if Stitch is like metaphor for a car crash or whatever right. like you're the thing that ruined everything uh -huh. there's a lot of that I think also like the Galactic Federation is all those well-meaning people who like after you lose someone close to you, just come up and try and, like, take the pain away, but make the situation worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of that. After after my dad died, there was a lot of that. And, like, they just want to banish it. Rather than dealing with the pain, they just want to, like, take it and distract you and, like, get it away from you. Put it on this desert asteroid. When the true closure that happens at the end, where they're a family that's living in harmony with Stitch and, like, mm -hmm. Stitch 
is making them cake and stuff. <laughs> that only comes through like going through all the pain and like accepting that into their lives. And really, that's the way to find closure. Though the Galactic Federation at the end is also going to be checking in on them from time to time. Because those people always do. Yeah. 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 There's my long-winded theory. I like it's it. It's a solid theory. It is. Right. It's got the metaphors got and the, the connections. I yeah. like it. And right. the symbolism. It's not quite as good as the parents were in the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, but what do you think of... Because something that interests me the most about Stitch's journey into this family is mm-hmm. that he... Like, Milo yells at him, so he's not welcome anymore. And then he takes the Ugly Duckling book mm-hmm. and goes and says he's waiting for his family to find him. Mm-hmm. Like, I am always really interested, because I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't feel integrated with the Pelikais because Lilo just yelled at him and basically kicked him out. Mm-hmm. But that he's still, if it's not them, there has to be a family out there for me. Mm-hmm. And he sits there all night and waits. So, like, what do you make of that integrating it with your theory? I think the family that he's waiting for is the Pelikais. I mean, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. Well, I guess he might be waiting for them to come after I him. I think I always interpreted that this time that I saw it because before I mentioned how I was just like why are you just sitting by yourself dude but um because you're a meanie apparently but I thought of it as more like he just wanted I'm sure if like a different family had come up and he had interpreted that as like oh this is my family they're the ones who came and found me he would eventually you know like live with them realize no his family is Lilo and Nani but I think it was more like at that point, he just read in the book, this is how it happens. Like you go out, you say, I'm lost. Your family comes to find you. And I just thought of it as more like he's waiting for anyone. He doesn't quite realize at that point that it's Lilo and Nani. Yeah, I don't think he... But I think think he would come to realize it. And then even though it was not necessarily them going after him, but Nani did be like... I know you can talk. Where's Lilo? Mm-hmm. So she went to him in a roundabout way. I don't know how it fits into your theory. Though. Yeah, I think I think if I were to crowbar it in there, <laughs> I think I think it would be something like it's a moment of repression on Lilo's part. Like she's she's driven it away for the time being, but like nothing is solved, right? Mm-hmm. Like. She's still grieving, and the thing that she has to reckon with is still out there. And that thing wants to be resolved, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like not only does she need to find closure, but like that's the thing that has to get solved. And so, if Stitch is looking for his family, he's looking for them to realize that they need to. Mm-hmm accept him or accept the the trauma and move past it mm-hmm. that's how i would do it okay off the top of my head but then what do you so something that always bothered me she's like good theory but <laughs> <laughs> just like a tad like a little bit is that in the scene um so lilo's been taken and jemba has I have a question after this stitch. one. Stitch. Well. Calm down. <laughs> stitch. We're cutting all of this. <laughs> in custody. And, you know, Nino and Nani is... Um, <laughs> Nino and Nani. <laughs> Nani is crying because Lilo has been taken. Um, it's Stitch who says Ohana means family, and family means nobody is left behind. And then Nani says, what did you say? And I always felt like that line 
if it came from Stitch... See, I have such mixed feelings about it because I used to feel like it should come from Nani because the energy in that scene feels like it's up to Nani to convince Stitch to, like, fight to get away from Jemba and then go or convince them to help, mm-hmm. which he does. But then it also feels like it's Stitch because Stitch A knows the details of how Lilo has been taken and where Lilo has been taken. And I think when he says Ohana means family and family means nobody is left behind, he isn't just talking about Lilo. He's talking to Nani about Nani as well. Like he's saying, like, I'm not letting Lilo be physically taken, but I'm also not going to let you be emotionally taken. Like, I'm here for the long haul. So I think it's a really interesting flip of he was waiting for his family, and I guess they came, but then Stitch is the one who takes the leap into stating this is my family and I'm going to do what family requires. Mm-hmm. So I guess I do like it, actually. After talking through it, I didn't <laughs> like it before because it, but... it felt wrong, and then I was like, okay, I guess maybe it's just the delivery that it feels seems like he, like, not charged enough for me. Says it and sort of accepts, like, yeah, I'm part of their family, but also if they don't want me, I will go with Jumbo and Bleakley. Mm-hmm. No, they're not the ones after him anymore. But Well, they have him in custody. But then I, yeah. I like that Stitch is just like, will you help me? And Jeff was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which brings my question right. into play. Yeah. Do you then consider Jumbo and Bleakley to be part of the galactic... I don't... I've already forgotten the Empire. name of it. Empire. Federation. 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 This is not right. <laughs> I, I think it's... The galactic think it's... empire implies evil <laughs> as opposed to just ominous. But, like, do you consider them to be in the same role of Galactic Federation? Because they are sort of set, like, they're working for them at first, but then also they aren't. And they're not necessarily checking in. I don't know, do you think they still... Like, their role changes at first. They're there to, like, take Stitch away, and then they're like, haha, we've got our own plan, so how does that fit into your theory? I think the role of, of, like the people who are trying to comfort you changes as well, or it can. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some people who do want to just distract you all the time, and like, you know, let's talk about literally anything else except mm-hmm. the thing you're dealing with. And then I, I think if that was their role at, at first, to come in and take this trauma thing away, mm-hmm. then I think towards the end it changes where they're more trying to help Lilo and Nani accept it into their lives. They they turn out to be a, a force of a force of good force rather of good. than a force of well-meaning. Yeah, I mean like cuz well-meaning is I I haven't experienced much death in my family, so I haven't had to be in the position where you receive like the the well-intended but not necessarily helpful things. But I imagine mm-hmm. that like Pleakley and Jumba are like the aunt and uncle who are just trying their best. They like knit your socks and those ugly Christmas sweaters and you know that it's out of love even though you don't want to wear it. Mm-hmm. They feel like good to have around. Mm-hmm. You know, like the extended sort of, they kind of become the support system that the one essay writer felt was lacking. Not that that's a yeah. replacement for genuine Hawaiian representation. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. Just in this alien Just in, in this within this family unit, Pleakley and Jumba, I really like what they become in the show, um, which I, isn't the movie, but it's implied. Yeah. They really do the just become like aunt and just uncle. This random aunt and uncle who live with them, a married couple bickering yeah. all the time. I really like Pleakley and Jumba. I think they're a really fun duo. And I think Pleakley's 
just like really energetic all the time. And I really like his voice and the way he screams when the mosquitoes <laughs> eat him alive. I really like Blee Queen Gemma. Yeah. And I also think that they kind of came to care. This is going to sound like creepy and stalkerish, but I think they came to care about the Pelicans just through stalking the stitch all the time. Uh-huh. And I think it's like it's not meant to be creepy and stalkerish. I think that just what was happened, what happened because of the proximity. I don't but think, I think they necessarily. I think they saw it like through Stitch. No, I mean they did. Yeah, but it, but like know. when Nani is like, "Have you seen Lilo?" and they're like, "Who?" She's like, "Lilo, the little girl. You know, you know, you've seen her. She wears yeah. this dress." And they're like, "Yeah, we know her." There's kind of like I like the way they say, "Yeah, we know her," because I feel like there's sentiment behind it. Like they've come to care at least peripherally yeah. for her, and then they agree to help Stitch out. They don't necessarily then, like her, but they didn't want her taken away. Yeah, they didn't want her dead or anything. And then I think as happens in <laughs> good good people, a good adventure segment, they just they just bond over that and become because they just live with them now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, they can't they go back to the yeah. to <laughs> let them on the ship. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I really like them. And I think although their role was initially forced and maybe not wanted, they have come to be genuine and loved members of the Palakai family. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was a little surprised at how alien they are. Like, Pleakley especially. Like, Pleakley is super weird. I know! I love him! <laughs> he's got his, his big round head with the one eye and, like, three legs. Yeah, that, like, two tongues. Rotate. Yeah, and two tongues. Yeah, I've noticed that. I didn't notice that the first time, yeah. but I watched it last night, and I was like, he's got... That's so weird. Yeah. And he does his best with the wigs and all that. I, I love how much really... he loves the wigs. God, yes. He's wonderful. <laughs> I've seen wonderful posts about, like, Disney had a trans and or drag character before yeah. they knew. And <laughs> before they even knew they did. Yeah. I don't know what you would classify him as and I'm not going to pretend I have the terminology the terminology or the no. like experience to be able yeah. to accurately depict, but he is a character yeah. who dresses in that way and I think yeah. that's yeah. fun. And he doesn't change his pronouns, I think. No. In the show he's E he's he, although they call him Aunt Pleakley in yeah. public. Yeah. yeah, no, I I think that's even better is that they all just kind of are like, yeah, Pleakley wears whatever Pleakley wants to. And then Jumba really wants to try it on. Let let me try it. No! Like, Jumba has, like, the sunglasses and the mustache and, like, the big Hawaiian print shirts and I'm like, God, I love it. Like, it looks really good on him is the thing. I really like Jumba's face animations. Like, I just, I like his expressions. He, He has, what, six eyes? Four eyes? Four eyes. Four, yeah. He's got four eyes. But I really like his mouth. I don't know. It's very big. I like his voice a lot. I just, I just think his design is really aesthetically pleasing to me. It's just so weird. I like his mouth. It's really big. <laughs> like I just, I don't I like know. His big, I like everybody's like giant cylindrical feet. Yes, everyone's got just really <laughs> Jumba sturdy and feet. Gantu, Gantu. We haven't yeah. even talked about Gantu. No. Yeah. I also, I just really liked I like how all the aliens look different. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of variety. The other ones of Jumba's experiments, you can like see similarities throughout them all. You know, they're all like cute and cuddly and whatnot. But I like that. I mean, the leader of the Galactic Federation and Jumba and Pleakley and Gantu, Gantu, Gantu. Yeah, they all 
look different. Same with, like, the security guards who were watching Stitch and all these other things. Like, I feel like it could have been easy for them to be like, these all look the same, and it's just Jumba's experiments who look different. Mm. And they didn't do that. No, they they did that for us. Piglet alien. Yeah, you love the piglet alien. The armadillo. There's a a couple that look like armadillos who also... Yeah. Fun fact, the people who designed Stitch also designed Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh my god, there are so many Stitch and Toothless crossovers. Yeah. <laughs> so many. And I think I think they were also, I'd have to look up the names again, but I think they're also writers because in Lilo and Stitch, Jumba says, Jumba is listing what Stitch's tendencies are, and he's like, he'll do this in big cities, and then he'll steal everybody's left shoe. And then just in, the left one. Just the left one. And then in How to Train Your Dragon... Gobber is saying something about imps. It, it might just be dragons, but he might have gone on to like imps or fairies, and he's like, and they steal your left sock. And it feels like that's just a running gag with those particular writers. Hmm. Do I get points for that? No. Yes. Yes. No! So that's clearly uh, at least one point. That is at least one that's point. Just, okay, just Should one. be two. Should not I have two be tidbits two. of knowledge what, there. What fun facts do you have, Kristen? Keep all this silence in. <laughs> Including what I said, keep all this silence in. A lot of facts that can't, you guys aren't worthy of knowing. Give me one. Can't. Haven't passed the worthiness test. I have a third one. <laughs> no, you don't. The first two was like 1A and 1B. That's I not 1 and 2. You knew 1A. So I'll I'll take the point for one B, and then this is this is two. Okay. Two is that it might actually be wrong. I'd have to Google it again. If it's possibly wrong, possibly use something more right than Google. But I think Lilo, double jeopardy. points. I think Lilo means lost. In I don't think the language is Hawaiian. Is that the mm. what the language is called? It means lost. So. Lilo and Stitch can be seen as lost and found because, like, Stitch is stitching something back together. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Two points. Well, I wanted to talk about the music, too. We didn't talk about the music I at all. I love the music. Well, I, I just the opening song and the Hawaiian roller coaster ride, really. I mean, yeah. the score is good, but those two are the standouts for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a Disney movie. Am I right? <laughs> well, the first thing it says is the name Lilo means generous one. And I was about to be like, look at that. And then it said it can also be interpreted as lost. <laughs> <laughs> Nani Two points. means beautiful. No, you just Hawaiian. looked that up so that you don't get that. I'm not that. saying That's I get a point. I'm sharing with the class. But I know that you would have asked for one. Had I, I not said something. She's being unnecessarily rude. I wouldn't say it the, the, the one point, it's not really a point. But in all, like, the Disney movies, they try to include, what is it, like, A113? Yeah. It was it's on, on one the, of the license, license plate. plate in the car. <laughs> not in the car, on the car. It's on the truck that runs him over. Except I forgot to look what is, at... What is A113? Wasn't it, like, a class at like a college or something? Like, yeah. in a classroom? It's a classroom at a certain university, I can't remember, where, like, yeah. animators traditionally go. So it's in a lot of... I don't know every Disney movie. Every Pixar movie, for sure. Yeah. And then many Disney movies, if not most. Same with the oh. Pizza Planet truck, except mm-hmm. I forgot to look for it. 
oh yeah, the pizza planet truck is in every Pixar movie as well. Including Brave, which it takes place in yep. what, like 1800 <laughs> Scotland or something? I think earlier than that. I think it's more medieval Scotland. 1800's like at the latest. Yeah. Anyway, the music. Yeah. Music is good. Yeah. Even though it's Elvis. Yeah, it's not, it's not telling a story. Like, it's not a, like a Lion Snow King. Let like, It Go. Yeah, it's not, it's not a musical <laughs> musical, but it definitely like creates an environment for the movie. I was also pretty into it. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Elvis, like, I don't really it like Elvis that much, but it works really low, and it yeah. works in the scenes that they use it in. Mm-hmm. So I can, like, step back and say, yes, this was a good use of that music, and it, it adds was. something to the movie. It's, like, one of the times that I, I'm fine with Elvis. Yeah. I just wish that... There were some Elvis covers during the credits mm-hmm. that I was not into. Oh. Well, the credits <laughs> aren't really part of the movie, mm-hmm. is we? Yeah. Right? I think, I think... They should be. No, <laughs> they're not. Okay, that's fire. But yeah, there was like a very poppy version of "Can't Help Falling in Love." Oh, oh I like that versions. Oh no, I was. Yeah, we watched it, and then I came out of the bathroom, and I was like, "This is on my dis- or on my throwback <laughs> playlist." It's the eighteens version. Yeah. I... Yeah, I liked that. that. I'm still all about it. Okay, but have you heard the Elvis version? Yes. Yeah. So much better. Um, there are a billion other covers that are much better than the Elvis version. I mean, there are a lot of other covers. I will give you that. And this one's popular song. Pretty top notch. Mm. Agree to disagree. No. Right. I was also the last thing that I had. There has nothing to do with any of this, but. I was sort of struck by the fact that there isn't really a villain in the movie. Yeah, Is it's there? one of those. Yeah. I mean, like... They're sort of like antagonists. Yeah, like Jumbo and Pleakley are antagonists yeah. for some time of Gantu. it. Gantu. Gantu is the closest thing we have to, like a, like a classic villain, I think. Cobra Bubbles isn't like... Like he is, but he isn't. He, like he's... he's there to take Lilo away, but he's trying to help. The Like, right. the solution to Cobra isn't beating him, it's... Pleasing him, yeah, mm-hmm. is the thing. Yeah, like he's, he's definitely where a lot of the conflict comes from. Mm-hmm. But he's not the evil villain. No, he's he's so well-meaning. Yeah, he he really is well-meaning. Yeah, despite like, you know, being the agent of the state who's going to yeah. take this little <laughs> girl away from her family. He's, but he means he, well. He does mean well. Yeah, I think if there's a true villain. It's the lady at the animal shelter. Yeah, like, that's not a real <laughs> name. Don't, what? Dogs don't can't talk, talk dear. Like, <laughs> shut up, lady. Like, she's, come on. Yeah. He's not a fan of her. No, I think I think she's supposed to be Myrtle's mom. Oh. They have the same glasses and hair. Okay. So that was that was an extrapolation that I made, but I could, it's never, like, stated. Myrtle's also terrible. That's yeah. true. But she's like six. They're all they're mm. six. I, I think the relations among the six year old girls are actually pretty accurate. And like Lilo did attack Myrtle. It's just so like Myrtle she has punch her in the face. She's Myrtle's like her. mean, but she has some ground for not liking yeah. Lilo. Yeah. We don't know if their relationship was like before that. Yeah. But probably I don't not think it was great. good. Probably not great. 
But like, well, again, Lila wouldn't have punched her if she hadn't been like, she's crazy. Yeah, see, she's she's rude. Yeah, but at the very least. I wish the movie had more Pudge. That's what his name is. Oh my Pudge. god, there was a moment where you were talking in the intro. I spent about three minutes like just zoning out, not listening to things because I was like, "What is the name of the fish who controls the weather?" That too. I just kept getting Bubbles, and I'm like, "No, Bubbles is the name of the fish in Finding Nemo, and also this guy." And I'm merging the two, but it's not. It, it's Pudge. Yeah. I knew Pudge. it was a P. Pudge really does drop off. Yeah, Pudge controls the weather. On her solid storyline. Fun fact number three. So there's there's also another fan theory that like because Lilo feeds Pudge a sandwich every Thursday and she's like Pudge controls the weather and because her parents died in a car crash on a rainy yeah. night that's why she feeds Pudge the sandwich. And the weather cooperates throughout the rest of the movie. It's true. That's true. Because she fed Pudge the peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. I think there's only the one storm and it's when it. When Stitch lands yeah. and the. Well, that makes it so much more sad. I know! <laughs> yeah, just another obsessive tick for this poor traumatized yeah. little girl to have. Oh. Poor Lilo. So, next week, last time. Last time we had talked about Black Swan. I don't want to watch Black Swan. We should watch Black Swan. We should not. Watch we should Black watch Swan. Black Swan. What What are your objections to Black Swan? I funny thing is, even though I like Lilo and Stitch, and I was like, yeah, I said that Hallie could pick the movie, and she picked Lilo and Stitch. Before we watched it, I was sort of like, it's a cult classic, so it deserves to be on here, but also it isn't as big as some others. So I was like, interesting. But then I really enjoyed it while watching it. And I'm like, wow, it's been a minute. I'm glad we saw this. I don't know. I feel like Black Swan was like big in the moment. I don't know if it's big now. Well, not like big now, but like lasting enough. So it doesn't it doesn't have the, the sustained... The longevity. Yeah, the longevity. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. You could be right. Although... I am always right. I think there are like reasons for it to be on. It was was Shutter Island is on here, and I love Shutter Island. I don't think it had a huge cultural impact. Yeah, I don't think Shutter Island. That was that was a a Google suggestion. It was as for most. Well, when I when I was composing the list again, I googled best movies of year whatever it was, and just kind of transcribed what they told me, like Mm -hmm. things I had heard of. So, that was one that they offered up. Black Swan and Shutter Island came out in the same year. Actually. Yeah, I feel like Black Swan, when it came out, I didn't see it, but I remember hearing a lot about it. But like Mean Girls, we talked about earlier. People still regularly reference Mean Girls. That is true. I don't know if there's a single Black Swan reference that someone could say other than just like Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. You're right, but Black Swan also isn't meant to be like a quotable movie. No, I don't think it's like meant to be like a quotable movie, but like, I don't know. It didn't seem like it had a lasting impact. I saw some tweets about it during the Me Too movement because it's relevant to the plot. I believe that. That's all I got. (laughs) That's what I got. I, I think... We can go. We can go back to the list. We, we can go back can. to the list. Although I think if we don't want to do Black Swan now, that's fine. But I would hesitate to strike it from the list just yet because it no, was such a big impact on pop culture when it came out. 
also look at the list. I would like to be included, yes. No. Although I did This choose... is our time to watch Twilight. <laughs> I was about to give Especially you the reins and be like, now. I had... A huge Robert Patton choice relevant lately. That's true. <laughs> I would be okay with Twilight. Um, no, I don't think I'm ready for Twilight okay. yet. Why not? Twilight's great. Okay, Harry Potter, we have to get one of those in here because huge cultural impact. Right. I want to save those until like we know that people are actually going to listen to this. That's true. As like a a big drawing. Like, yeah. yeah. Finally. <laughs> David watches Harry Potter. Right. Gone Girl's kind of horror, but it's kind of the same as Black Swan and that I don't hear people reference it that often anymore. Big deal when I came out. I think out. of Gone Girl frequently. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I really like Gone Girl. I think it's great. I love Gone Girl. And I think it has some clout still among a lot of like film aficionados. I don't know about pop mm-hmm. culture. It has lasting impact though. But I would recommend it. Was it was big for sure when I came out. Oh, yeah, huge. I was super mad because I didn't see it in theaters. And I had to, like, try to avoid the big twist. And I sort of did. Mm. I read the book. It's way. Well, we can't yeah. tell be you, Hallie. It's a shame. That... Let's go Gone Girl, then. Okay. Let's do Gone Girl. Let's do Gone Girl. Okay. Let's do Gone Girl. Okay. I hope those claps are very loud. <laughs> they will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week, we're going to do Gone Girl. Yay! After I made a very quick decision. Very fast. It was super so efficient. fast. I didn't hate every second of it at all. No. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. <laughs> you need a better sign-off, man. <laughs> you need a good <laughs> sign-off. I was gonna I was gonna be very confident about it, but I was just like, is this really gonna come out every week? Who knows? Who just knows say we'll yet? see you we'll next time. Next time, yeah. Next time. Okay, well you can't just say next time. You have to be like, alright, see you next time. Snaps <laughs> you, and everything, finger guns either, and all. Either one of you is more than welcome to sign off. No, it's We'll see you next time. <laughs> that is all you had to do. I can't see the finger guns, Hallie. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> They can see it in their hearts. They can see it in their hearts. Goodbye, everybody.